The following message comes to you from the pulpit of Zion Primitive Baptist Church in Zion, Alabama. For more information, please visit us online at zionpbc.com. Appreciate those good words. and I think what I said was if there was anything left to preach, I'd preach it. And I'll be honest with you, there's not a lot left after that. I just want to take you a little bit farther than where we stopped with Brother Neil. And it's fine to stop at the cross because that's where we need to be looking to. And it's important that we understand that the pivotal event in history, and I mean not just written, I mean all of history from the creation, beginning of time till now, until the end of time, is the cross of Calvary. Because that's where the Lord did exactly what Brother Neil said And if you continue reading in the second chapter of Hosea, over in the 14th verse, after talking about all of the problems and the judgments that are coming upon Israel because of her whoredoms, because of her spiritual adultery, there's going to be a time, he says, when therefore, behold, I will allure her and bring her into the wilderness and speak comfortably unto her. And there's a sense in which that happened at the cross. He certainly did that. He reconciled his people, his bride unto himself. But there's also a greater sense in which that is yet to come. And that's what I want to just speak just for a second or two to you about. Because you see, everything that Brother Neil told us, everything that the Lord has done for his people, everything that he did to reconcile us, brings us to the point where it says in verse 16, it shall be at that day, saith the Lord, that thou shalt call me Ishi and shalt no more, and shalt call me no more Baali. Baali is a word that means my Lord, uh, almost in the sense of the king far away on, in the castle on the throne, the unapproachable king. Certainly also the name of these idols that were... Um, that were being worshipped, but in this sense, I believe he's making a comparison between where we are now and where we'll be one day because the word Ishi means my husband. My husband. Now, now Sarah called Abraham Lord. And uh, since my wife's not here, I'm just going to remind you women to call your husband's Lord. I'm just kidding. I'm not actually doing it. Uh, she called him Lord in the sense of submitting to him and being submissive to him as a wife should in a godly way. Okay. But you know what? He wasn't Lord off over there in the tent on the other side of the compound and she could never approach unto him. She had conversations with him. She talked with him. She prompted him from time to time to do things that he shouldn't do. I mean, he, the, the incident with Hagar till it comes to mind. But, but the point is she had fellowship directly face-to-face with him. Now, God is today our very present help in time of need. He's here. I felt him this morning. I feel him tonight. I feel him when we get together here. And, and I experience a fellowship with him like when we're singing that song. And, 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 and I, I can imagine and envision being wrapped in his embrace. But right now, all it is is a vision. 
All it is is an anticipation because he is God who sits high in the heavens. He is on his throne and to his right is his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who is seated at the right hand of his father on high, who is our beloved, who is the one who loves us. And in one day, one day, we will not just call him Baali, my Lord, from way away from him. One day we'll get to call him Ishii my husband. And that implies a whole lot more than just a distance, um, long distance relationship. So that's what we've got with the Lord. We've got a long distance relationship. Now, again, don't misunderstand what I'm saying. He's right here in our hearts. I felt him today. I feel him now. I'm sure you can. And from time to time, I feel him greater than at other times. But I can't lay my head on Jesus' breast as the beloved Apostle John did. But in the Song of Solomon, a few weeks ago, as you, some of you that were here recall, I preached on seeing him through the lattice. Seeing him through the lattice. And we talked about the things he's doing for us right now. We know who he is. We know what he, what he is. And we know something about what he's doing. And there are times we read in... Um, Chapter 2 and verse 9, how that, he, uh, how that he standeth behind our wall. He looketh forth at the windows, showing himself through the lattice. And that's what, that's what I feel like he does every Sunday when we come here to this place. He just sort of, it's like those blinds on the windows. It's like you can see him peeking through the blinds at us, looking down through. And we see the vision of him. But... I just want to read this to you as we kind of bring this to a close. In verse 10 of that, he says, My beloved spake and said unto me, Rise up, my love, my fair one, and come away. For lo, the winter is past. The rain is over and gone. The flowers appear on the earth. The time of the singing of birds has come. The voice of the turtle is heard in our land. The fig tree putteth forth her green figs. The vines with the tender grape give a good smell. Arise, my love, my fair one, and come away. Now there is a real sense in which he does this every day to us in some way. And certainly every Lord's Day, every Sunday, when we experience this fellowship and the messages like we've heard in the time when we hear this word of God proclaimed. But I believe, beloved, like many things in the word of God, this is a foreshadowing of something even greater. I love what Brother Neil said about these Old Testament saints. They didn't quite get it. I don't believe they really completely understood. You know, in fact, Paul says that over in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, about verse 51, he said, Behold, I show you a mystery. And he's not saying this is a mystery. He said, I'm telling you a mystery. I'm showing it to you. I'm going to speak it to you. I'm going to explain it to you. We shall not all sleep. <laughs> you know, he's telling us that, uh, that there's a time coming. He said, when the Lord is coming back, let me explain it to you clearly what has been a mystery for all these years. They knew the Lord was coming. They thought he, but they thought, well, is he coming back to, to be a war leader, a political leader? Is he going to kick the Romans out and set up shop here? Is he they didn't get the kingdom of God. They thought the kingdom of God was going to be the kingdom of Israel. But the kingdom of God was something greater, right. something better that survived, has survived every kingdom of man that has ever existed since that day. 
Yeah. You think about it. The Roman Empire, which is the greatest empire to ever rule, they're gone. Yeah. The church is still here. Amen. Hitler tried to eradicate the Jews. He tried to eradicate many uh, of the Christians. He tried to impose a state religion that was a perverted form of Christianity in one sense and really was not Christianity. It was totally getting rid of God and getting rid of what the Bible says. He tried to do that. Guess who's gone? And guess who's still here? <laughs> America today, we're trying to get rid of God out of everything. Take him away from schools, from, from public assemblies, from everything you can think. They're trying to impose ungodliness on us. If the Lord tarries, guess who will survive? And guess who won't? <laughs> I pray our country survives, but I can tell you, if we go against the kingdom of God as a nation, ultimately the nation will be gone and the church will still be here. Maybe hidden in caves, maybe hiding house to house, but there's a sense in which the Lord gives us this, um, this blessing of seeing him. And in, but in that day, in that day, when these Old Testament saints were here, they didn't quite understand what was happening and what was coming. Now, by the time Paul's writing, they've already understood one thing at least, that it wasn't going to be a political kingdom, or most of them did. <laughs> Some of them were still revolting even up through the fourth century. They were still trying to, 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 to revolt in the Jewish uh, kingdoms and, 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 and establish a, a, an earthly kingdom. But uh, some, some today still try to promote an earthly kingdom that's coming one day. But, but here's, what, here's what happened. They understood that, that these scriptures were fulfilled in the Lord Jesus Christ, but they still didn't quite understand what was yet to come. <laughs> Paul said, you know, there were some in Thessalonica that were worried about the people that had died before the Lord came back. Oh, no, they died. The Lord hadn't come back. What's happened to them? Paul said, I show you a mystery. There's something better coming. We'll not all sleep, but we'll be changed in the moment in a twinkling of an eye at the last trump. And he goes on to talk about the resurrection. And so I believe that this, this passage right here was a foreshadowing certainly of how the Lord is going to deal with us on a daily basis, but ultimately what he's going to do when he says, I'm done. All the unrighteousness, all the injustice, all the ungodliness, I'm done. My last little child of God has been born again. And you know what he's going to do? Now, now notice, this isn't my Baali, my Lord, my war leader, my one that I'm a little afraid of because he's so high. It's my beloved. Amen. Our beloved child of God. Our Ishi, our husband, my beloved spake and said unto me, Rise up, my love, my fair one, and come away. For lo, the winter is past. The rain is over and gone. Is there a better day than the day when you realize that the winter's over? That the, the bitter cold, the things that are so, you know, we had some bitter cold this year. That next week when it was 55 degrees was a great day. <laughs> when that winter is over, you know, it's also good when, when the rain's gone. It's been kind of a miserable day today, isn't it? hasn't it? Look forward to the next day or two maybe when it dries out. 
You know, there's just a few days every year that are what I call perfect days. And they're not perfect, but they're just a few days every year if you think about it. We look forward and anticipate the spring. And we usually get a few days that, are, that I walk out of my, my house and say, boy, this is just a perfect weather day. And then it gets too hot. Then it gets too humid. Then it gets too, you know, then, then we're thinking, oh, the fall is so hot. Oh, I, I look so forward to the fall. Then you get that perfect fall day or two, maybe a week, maybe four, five, six days here. Then it's getting too cold. It's getting too cold. But don't you look forward to the day when the flowers appear on the earth the birds are singing, the voice of the turtle or the dove is heard in the land. The fig tree is putting forth figs and the tender grapes, they give a good smell. And all that is not to say he's setting up something here on this earth, but he's telling us this is a pleasant time. And it is time, it is time for all the injustice, all the sin curse, all the problems, all the cancer, all the Parkinson's, all the diabetes, all the uh, murder, all the rape, all the child, children being abused, everything like that, I'm going to set it right. Amen. I'm going to set it right. I'm done, you know. You know, and listen, some of that's in us. Yeah, that's right. Some of that sin's in us. All the lust, all the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life, I'm done with it. I'm going to take it away. And as Paul tells us in the book of Romans, the 8th chapter, verse 18, I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. I don't think those sufferings are just pains. I think it's the suffering with sin. I think it's the struggle that we have daily with the old man versus the new man. Because look, for the earnest expectation of the creature, what's the creature? That's that that's created within us. That's that new birth that's called that new creature within us. Waiteth for the manifestation of the sons of God. That which is to be revealed is what manifestation means. We are waiting within our hearts and within our souls for that which is to be revealed of the sons of God. For the creature, that is that which is within us, was made subject to vanity not or emptiness, not willingly, but by reason of him who has subjected the same in hope. In other words, we weren't born again on our own efforts. Uh, we were subjected to this emptiness uh, by him who has subjected the same, this same creature in hope, because the creature itself shall also be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. Verse 19 tells us we're waiting for the day when we're satisfied with ourselves. I want to see what I'm going to be. Verse 21 tells us we're waiting for the day when we're going to be satisfied with our environment. Rise up, my fair one, and come away. For behold, the winter is past. Oh, how wonderful it'll be one day when we hear that last trump, that voice of our beloved saying, it's over. You're done. The Shadowlands. They're gone. <laughs> you were living in the Shadowlands. I'm bringing you home to be with me. That's what Brother Neil's preaching about. He reconciled us to himself in the person and work of his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. One day, Lord Jesus Christ himself is coming back to get us. That's not, he's not sending somebody to get us. He's not sending his angels the angels are going to take care of the tares. The Lord's coming back himself for the wheat. 
he himself will come to get our beloved and we will see him face to face and we will see him as he is. Oh, what a glorious thought that is tonight. I was thinking about that almost weeping as I, as I heard Brother Neil preach this. And as we think about what that leads us to, the conclusion of the whole matter, the end of the time, of all this time of toil and trouble, one day the Lord's coming back to get us. Arise, my fair one, and come away. Arise, my love. Our beloved is coming to get us. Praise God. We thank you for listening to today's message. For more information, please visit us online at zionpbc.com.